When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let the dogs out. You know like. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Goodness gracious, Crazy Nugs is the best person in the world. Waiting for us saying good morning, folks. It is Florida week. With Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. Wow. This is the kind of week that you do all the summer work for. This is the kind of week that you get excited for. This is the kind of week that uh, reminds me of the 90s, not to seem like the old guy. So, Welcome to the program. She's Amanda LaFrada. Dave Hooker, I would say welcome back from vacation, but you ended up working too much on vacation, which we certainly appreciate. Good morning, young lady. Good morning, Dave. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So you're traveling all about. By the way, hit the like and subscribe button. Go ahead Go ahead and share because we have a fantastic show uh, coming up today. We're going to visit with Jacob Warren. We're going to visit with Chris Landry, a breakdown. So we've got a lot going on. So uh, hang with us today and go ahead and hit that share button. We greatly appreciate it. So Amanda, uh, any thoughts just initially as we'll dig into the down and dirty at 30 brought to you by Honey Bee Coffee. But over the weekend, any any thoughts? I know you were traveling, but you're, you're a football junkie like me. So you're all on top of it. And... Anything specifically, doesn't have to be Tennessee, doesn't even have to be SEC, but let's start it with anything stand out to you. I mean, honestly, a lot of things stood out to me, and most of them are concerning 
football in, in general, it just seems like a lot of these smaller teams are coming after these bigger guys. And I don't know exactly what's happening. I mean, we had, you know, Marshall upset um, Notre Dame last week and then come out and get upset themselves. And then Appalachian State almost lost to Troy. So it's just, it seems in, you know, college football, it's just a, it's a merry-go-round of, you know, this person beat this person, this person beat this person, this person beat this person, and we all go around in a circle. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I know it happens every year, but it seems like it's happening a lot more this year. Yeah, I, it, there are a lot of upsets. I think we've got enough of a sample size where we can start to determine who's who just a little bit. And I don't think Notre Dame's very good. That would be yeah. one of those I would uh, draw – a, a comparison to, I think Miami was a little overrated because I actually got up and uh, watched that Texas A&M Miami game this morning because I'm an idiot. And uh, A&M had a ton of people out and an ejection and still was able to hold on. So I think Miami's a little bit overrated. But let's get to Tennessee. Tennessee with a big win. It's the down and dirty at 30 brought to you by Honey Bee Coffee. And why is Honey Bee so good, Amanda LaFrada? I mean, top 5% of the beans in the world. You have uh, veteran-owned, which is always a good thing to support. But it's just really good coffee. I mean, it really is. It's just really good coffee. Yep, I agree with that. The uh, Down and Dirty at 30 brought to you by Honey Bee Coffee. So, Amanda, it is a big, big weekend for Tennessee, a big week for Tennessee, and the biggest in a long, long time. You know, if you start to look at some of the things that are happening with the balls it is uh, pretty phenomenal college game day is in town they're pushing a top 10 ranking just an awful lot going on and you know it is florida week and i think this is a very beatable florida team we'll dig into this deeper with chris landry but how many times have we gone into the Tennessee-Florida game thinking that Tennessee is the better team? Now, I'm not talking about the 90s. A lot of people thought some of those 90s teams were better just because Peyton Manning was on them. No, those Florida teams defensively were loaded. But I'm talking about even recently when Florida took a bit of a downturn after Urban Meyer. How many of those Tennessee teams were better? I say a lot. For whatever reason, Tennessee has fallen short in this game. Um, do they do so or on on Saturday, I I do not know Amanda, but ultimately, um, Tennessee I believe I saw as a nine and a half point favorite. The number got pushed up. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you're a gambling expert. And Amanda went three and one. So if you don't check out her picks on Saturday morning, you're just throwing yeah. money away. But so the, the the if I'm wrong, tell me. But it was like five and a half or six and a half last week, and then it. Uh, early, early Sunday morning was seven and a half. And I'd been told that it had already been pushed to nine and a half, which means the bookies or the Sharks or Tennessee fans or whoever it may be is pushing the number. People think that Tennessee will win. Am I reading that correctly? Yes, that's that's exactly right. It's the, you know, the betting public, if you will, thinks that Tennessee is, it started out, I think, at five and a half favorite and, then it's moved all the way up. So the betting public thinks that Tennessee's going to win this game and going to win by two scores. So, I mean, whether that's Tennessee fans, whether that's just 
people betting, honestly. Like, that's just that's just what it is. Tennessee looks like a double-digit favorite over this Florida team that barely squeaked by USF this weekend. So, Yeah, I and a Florida team that, you know, lost to Kentucky pretty handily. Uh, you go into this game, and it's one that you would certainly think that t- Tennessee should win. But y- you go back, and over the course of history, there, there's kind of been that big orange curse, so to speak, with the Florida game in particular. But I, I go back to the Jabbar Gaffney catch even. There's just been so many times that you thought Tennessee uh, would would win this game, and they haven't. So we'll, we'll see if things change. But as uh, far as the Vols moving up in the polls, I want to get to that, but first let's take a look around uh, the, the SEC. Any games that stood out to you? I mentioned the A&M game. Um, I think everything else, for the most part, pretty much fell in place. With, with the SEC schedule, yeah, your, your thoughts on what happened there? So LSU, Miami, or not Miami, sorry, LSU, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. That game, to me, it wasn't a surprise. That was one of my pick I picked LSU um, to upset Mississippi State. But the amount of points that they did it by, I think, was pretty insane. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's Mike Leach. I don't know if LSU just came ready to play after being embarrassed, you know, the first week of college football with Florida State. But, I mean, this LSU team is – they're always somebody that you're going to have to prepare for and get over. It's going to be a difficult time. Now, will they always win? Probably not. I mean, they're, they're not very good if we're being honest, but you're always going to have to prepare for them. And that's, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying going against LSU. Well, and they're just so talented, you know, they can, most of the time they can play poorly and still manage to to be by far the most talented team um so as far as the rest of the sec let's kind of run that down uh vanderbilt beats northern illinois missouri wins uh auburn gets destroyed by penn state 41 to 12 and still a series that i don't know why in the world auburn ever scheduled that because it just allows penn state to get some visibility in the south where there are better football players i've never understood why they scheduled that old miss 42-0 over georgia tech somebody um i'm not going to mention it. i don't like calling that other media but somebody picked uh, that as the upset special oops uh florida beats uh, south florida as we mentioned just barely 31 to uh, 28 and then texas a&m uh, over miami 17 to 9 and boy texas a&m tried to lose that game uh fumbled pump return that you shouldn't have even tried to return. It was about his own six-yard line. And, um, you know, Texas A&M is just not a fundamentally sound team, which is bizarre to me. But they did, as I mentioned, have several guys out because of injuries and other issues, and they, they were able to prevail. So your your thoughts on, on Jimbo Fisher? I mean, does anything change by beating Miami? I know you're not very high on him. I'm not either. So, I mean, does anything change significantly there in your mind? I mean, not in my mind, but I think it changes for the boosters. I think it changes for his job security, at least. I think that Texas A&M has enough money to take him out whenever they want to and not, you know, kill him. But I'm saying just fire him. Um, They have enough money to do that and pay the buyout. No problem. So 
the, him winning against Miami, his job security definitely um, increased because I think if he had lost <clears throat> to Miami and he had lost a couple more games this season, he would have been gone. Yeah, even for ninety-five million, you think that they would have they would have paid that out? It doesn't matter, Texas A&M. It does not matter. They will pay it. They will get him out of there. They that is the one thing they do not want to do is lose, and they don't want to be embarrassed while losing. So now everyone's off of the whole yell leader, you know, situation that happened. Everybody's past it. Wait one more time, because that that one kind of flew by me. Explain the yell leader again and what happened last week. So Texas A&M has these yell leaders and they just go out and do like this pep rally on Friday and they just tell the worst jokes about like they, the worst burns you can think of about other schools. And it's the dumbest thing ever. Like it's really bad. They call Appalachian state, a bunch of hillbillies. And meanwhile, they're in uh, the middle of a pep rally and overalls doing this weird dance and, chants and it's just very 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 unsettling if you are any kind of college football fan it is not a good look for Texas a and no it's it, it's not now um uh, with with Tennessee I, I do want to go back to the game that we talked about post game with Caleb Calhoun on Offset Sports check out the YouTube page and please hit that like subscribe and share button and I saw some highlights that I didn't catch during the game, and that got pretty chippy. Uh, punches thrown, um, mm-hmm. and I think I know why. Um, I saw a, a highlight that was pulled that uh, Hendon Hooker uh, took a really low blow on one of the speed option plays for Dylan Sampson. I go back, and I think the Cedric Tillman injury, was that a low blow on purpose? You know, we talked to Jacob Warren yesterday, and he didn't want to go there, and I understand. But there are a lot of things that can happen during the course of the game to, to make things chippy. And I really believe that there was some dirty play going on there. I thought the hooker play in particular, and we might pull it up a little bit later, it, it, the guy essentially just shot at his knees. Um, so he's yeah. taken away the key. Did you see that play? As, oh, I sent you that play. Did you? So what did you think of that? No, I saw it live. I thought it was awful. I think any time someone goes after a specifically a player's knees and comes at it from the side, that's my problem. If you're going full tackle in the, in the front, that's, that's fine. You're grabbing them around the knees, both knees, and you know, taking them down. That's fine. But the whole going from the side and, and leading with your helmet into somebody's knee, as I've mentioned this before, Marcus Lattimore, that happened to him by a Tennessee player named Eric Gordon. I remember that because that drove me. I was so mad about that because it, it is a purposeful hit. And I know every school has players that do it, and I get that. But this is – however – angry you are about losing by 63 point or 63 to six however upset you are when you're losing to to a school it's never okay for you to take out another player that's his livelihood that's his future I mean you're really messing with him and what kind of, of a crap individual do you have to be 
to do that kind of thing. There's sometimes players get hit. I'll give an example. Tua by Mississippi State, clean hit, completely clean hit. You know, that's knocked him completely out for for like a year or something like that. Not a year. I think, well, maybe. I can't remember. But, I mean, the, the whole hip thing, it was like he was a, you know, 80-year-old grandma. Completely clean hit. No issues with that whatsoever. But you have these hits with these players that take their helmet and just boom, right into the knee when you know it's on purpose. You know that's what they're doing. So John's saying that you don't hit the quarterback and the quarterback keeps it. Hey, I've got no problem, John, with him absolutely cleaning his clock above his waist. I mean, I got zero problem with that. I mean, not only do you keep him from keeping it, but you make him not want to keep it on future plays. You hit him so hard in the chest. I got a problem with whether it's technically a penalty or not, diving at his knees. John, I think if you go to my Twitter feed and look at that and, and and come back. I'm not encouraging you to leave, but I think if you look at my Twitter feed, you will see, because I retweeted that this morning, that's a dirty football play. I don't know if it's a penalty technically by the rules, but that was a dirty football play, Amanda. No question. No, that, that, was, that was dirty. And again, not coming from someone who's biased one way or the other, that was a dirty play. It was just a dirty play. I mean, we see Whenever you have someone, especially, you know, a wide receiver or whatever, lose it that badly to where he's throwing punches at a helmet, there's a reason for that. I mean, there's always a reason for that. It's just like with Mike Evans, um, Tampa Bay, yesterday. Somebody did something, went after Brady, and he lost it. I mean, lost it. Yeah. Got ejected. You know, whether or not – it breaks the rules. They're just dirty plays. I remember Andre Dirty Waters would dive low for the Eagles. That's going way back. And there have been other guys that do dirty things. And, John, I promise you, if you look at this play, your guy, if you've seen the play, you're going to change your mind. John's saying you can't hit Hendon above the waist. He gets by you. You can, you can hit him at the waist or higher. You do not have to dive at his knee. Those are two very different yeah. things. John, you and I may agree to disagree on that, but it's, <laughs> you're it's two just one right now. Amanda and I are, think it's dirty. It's different when you dive at his, like I said, it's different when you dive <clears throat> at the knees, arms out, wrapping up a quarterback or right. a player. That's fine. That's different. When you take that helmet and you shove it into a knee, one knee, especially from the side, that's a dirty play. Or one knee from the front. When you're going after somebody where, with the intention of taking out their knee, that is a dirty play. Doesn't matter where where you hit them. When your helmet touches first, dirty play. When even the Cedric Tillman play, I go back and look at that now. After that seeing was a the dirty home, play, I, it was love. I didn't necessarily think it at the time because you're so busy writing. But now I look back at that and I think that's borderline or a dirty play pretty darn close he could have accidentally since cedric was elevated i mean you could make that argument once but after i see three of them i think that's a team that's uh coached like that in some shape form or fashion so let's talk tennessee let's talk about florida week right now we want you to hit that like and subscribe button also share so we can be 
a part of your day. We're here each and every morning, every weekday at 8.30 and after Tennessee games. Let's break down the Tennessee game headed into Florida. So we know the Vols beat Akron 63-6. to College game day will be in town. The checkerboards will be there. Nine and a half point favorites or more, depending on which service you use. The Vols are ranked number 11 in the AP poll, number 12 in the USA Today poll. So, Amanda, today's tough question, does the hype scare you? Because Tennessee fans have been in this situation before, and that situation is you should go into the Florida game and win. And I'm not saying every year. Again, there have been years where I think fans have gotten overly excited, but this is one of those years that if Tennessee walks away without a win, it's got to be for some issue on their end. I don't see how Florida, if Tennessee plays a BB-plus game, could beat Tennessee based off what I've seen in three games of each team this season. We'll see, but I think that would be a major disappointment. So today's tough question brought to you by Pedigo Chattanooga, locally owned store where you'll be treated like family, the region's foremost electric bike experts, and they've got the shop there to take care of it. Don't order any bike online. You'll not find anybody to work on it. That's why you need to go to Pedigo Chattanooga. So, Amanda, how do we want to phrase today's tough question? I'd like for it to revolve around the hype. Today's tough question is what? Um, do you, do you like the hype surrounding the game? I mean. Do you like, you like the hype or does the hype scare you? No. Yeah. Does the hype scare you? Yeah. Because there is an awful lot of hype. There is an awful lot of pressure. I would almost like this team's chances as much or more if they were on the road, which sounds insane. Yeah. I, you know, with, when you have all of that pressure, don't think that they're going to hear from it uh, throughout the week. So um, the options for today's tough question will be what? Um, it will be no. I love it. <laughs> It'll be um, not really. It'll be a little bit. And then... Scared to death. Yeah, stop talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely stop. Don't say a word until 3.30 and kick off. So go ahead, and if you want to share your thoughts on today's tough question, you can do that now. Daniel's saying it's up to 10 and a half now. Wowzers. So who would you take right now before we get back to the message board, Amanda? Who would you take at 10 and a half? So if I was just looking at the two teams and not factoring in the, you know, the history behind it, not factoring in the emotions that run wild, the game day, all of that stuff, I would probably take Florida with, with 10 and a half points. I would take Florida just because the double digit SEC, I've always talked about this. Um, and also Anthony, Anthony Richardson's ability to be on versus off. He can't throw worth anything but he can he can outrun you I mean that's just we've we've seen it happen he's a freak athlete not a good quarterback maybe a running back could be but with that being said I think it would be hard to you know for Florida to 
or for Tennessee to cover those points with all the emotions and all that stuff involved. If I just looked at it, I would take Tennessee. Like if I just looked at the two teams, comparatively speaking, without any emotion involved, I'd take Tennessee to cover that spot. My early thought is that Tennessee either wins big and pulls away early, which they haven't played early, uh, played well early in the past two games. They didn't against Akron. They didn't get hit. And I'm, I'm nitpicking because they still scored a couple of touchdowns in the, at the first quarter. I'm just talking about very, very early first drive. And part of that was Shabari Small out with the shoulder issue. By the way, quick injury update. You'll get no injury update from Tennessee because you don't have to. Like the NFL you do because of gambling. So Dylan Sampson uh, had a bit of an issue, I'm told, with an ankle. Uh, Jawari Small we saw with the shoulder. I think he's going to be fine. Byron Young came back into the game, so I think he's fine. Cedric Tillman, we're just not going to know because at the press conference on Monday, we're not going to be told anything. That's Josh Heupel's M.O., and I don't blame him. He doesn't have to but heard it may be more of an ankle than a knee. Is he sore today? Yes. Will he be 100% in the Florida game? I'm not entirely sure, but 90% of Cedric Tillman would still be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you, you need Cedric on the field. You need him to make those big plays. We see that Florida's defense is not great. I mean, Kentucky made him look real bad. And that's without their starting wide or starting running back for Kentucky. So you need the, your playmakers on the field against Florida. Again, with all the emotion, all of the hype, all of the that that gets to players. They they say it doesn't. They lie. <laughs> They're human. It gets to players. Gets nobody, to fans. Nobody lies in sports, Amanda. Nobody lies. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I'm gonna go with today's tough question. Is no, I love it. I I love the hype. I love the fact. That, listen, let's find out if this team can answer the bell. Let's find out if Josh Heupel can get the biggest win of his career. Let's find all of that out this weekend because you will. And this Tennessee football team is far from perfect, probably not elite. But if they win on Saturday and they get some dominoes to fall the right way in front of them, they're going to be a top 10 football team. The top 10 football team headed into the rest of the season feeling really good about themselves. These are the top of swing games, and we talked about it early, Amanda. The swing games were Florida, LSU, were South Carolina. I think you had Pitt as a swing game, maybe. I, I thought that they would win. I did not count that as a swing game. I should have because they almost lost. But the, this is the first of those swing games that will determine your season, and Tennessee should win. I look at the poll right now, early indications. Uh, today's tough question as a Tennessee fan, does the hype scare you? Scared to death, 50%. Uh, 25% says a little bit. 16.7% uh, says I love it. And then 8% says not really. And Daniel, I'm sorry, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I said, I'm a little nervous about it, but confident at the same time. Crazy says, I love it. It's a different year, different teams, different coach, too. I think Florida has a better coach than they had last year, but I don't think you're going to see that take effect until next year or the year after. I think, I think right he now. He looks like Aaron Hernandez. 
this. You did say that, and I cannot. You said that like two weeks ago. I cannot get it out of my mind. It is bizarre how much he looks like Aaron Hernandez. Just the, I don't know if it's he looks like him or his mannerisms or what it is, but every time I look at him, I think of Aaron Hernandez. Every time. I mean, let's be. Let's be honest. Do you think that came up in like a boardroom when they're considering hiring Billy Napier? So they're like, all right, we're down to Billy Napier and Billy Joe Bob, who coaches at uh, Oklahoma and A&M. And uh, we're between these two guys. You know, they've got pretty equal resumes, but that dude looks like Aaron Hernandez. If, if it did, they, he would not be there. Because Aaron Hernandez was not a good look for Florida. <laughs> Wasn't a good look for anyone. That whole team just not a good look. You can talk about Thug Central. The only higher ratio of thugs to number of players that I have seen was the 2009 Kiffin class, where you have five convicted felons, one convicted murderer, and that was just 25 dudes. So you have a lot of guys out of an 85-man roster from those Urban Meyer teams. But as far as ratio, that 2009 group, pretty brutal so can i go ahead i know it's early and you can change but you're good at picking games against the spread i'm not so can you go ahead and give me an an indication or a pick of where you are on the 10 and a half because that's a nasty number double digits in a rival game it's it's pretty it's pretty gross um Florida always comes to play against Tennessee. That's like the one game they get up for. It doesn't matter how bad they are. They get up for that game. I think Tennessee will win. I think they'll win easily. If it were at nine, nine points, nine and a half, I would take Tennessee to cover that. Ten and a half is just a little too much. It's just a little, just at the moment speaking right now it doesn't matter it's just like auburn alabama it does not matter how bad auburn is i'm always i would always take auburn to cover the spread against alabama because they get up for that game florida is the exact same way they get up for this game for some reason doesn't matter if they have you know sister mary and her convent sisters playing they're getting up for the game um Interesting. Chris Lander will give us a look at that Akron game. Did he think it was dirty at times? And we'll talk Florida as well. Craft Treats will take care of your pet. Let's say your pet gets undercut by a zip, an Akron zip player. Well, they're in pain. What are you going to give them? Craft Treats, because they've got the CBD cannabinoid that will absolutely take care of your pet's pain and will take care of your pet's anxiety with Amanda her pet has anxiety issues because it's younger. My pet doesn't get real anxious. It's pretty chill nowadays because he's older. But he doesn't like jumping up on the bed. Uh, Craft Treats helps with both. So go to crafttreats.com and they will take care of you. Absolutely fantastic. After this, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. We also have a new segment coming up. Don't let me forget it, Amanda, because I'll forget it if you don't. It's called the Hooker Report. So we, yeah, we got the Hooker Report coming up a little bit later. Okay. Where does Hendon Hooker stand? If you can pull up maybe odds for me of winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's necessarily even going to be in New York. 
but he is a he is a con- contender. You know, he's going to be in that conversation. And if he keeps putting up great numbers, it doesn't matter if he's the best overall player, which is what the Heisman's supposed to be. He's going to be in the conversation. So well, I think a couple of people have been knocked severely down from the Heisman talk. Well, cool. Can you pull up those rankings and we'll get, we'll get yeah. to that a little bit later in the show? I would never bet on that. I think as a husband voter, am I allowed to bet on that? I'm not sure. She's Amanda LaFrada and I'm Dave Hook. Am I? Am I allowed to bet on I that? I don't think I'd get into that on air. Maybe we'll discuss that after. Yeah. Because I can pretty much tell, I could call around and tell you who's going to win every year. I've known every year but one who's going to win in the 15 years that I've been voting. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 15 years that I've been voting. So I uh, pretty much know. But, um, not right now. You can't know at this no, no, moment. No, no, I mean like after the regular season's over. Oh, yeah. I think everyone pretty much knows. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not breaking any news. Uh, after this, we'll be joined by Chris Landry. So you hang tight with us. And how about Big Orange Phillies? Great place to watch the game. Tell us about it, Mr. Biles. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Desk Barbecue Supplies, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food, and we'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Desk Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. 
With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Welcome back. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Got all kinds of mix going on there, right? There's a lot going on. It's actually pretty good, isn't it? I can't tell who. I know the the first song, but I can't tell who's the the second. It is everybody. Kid Rock, Little Run DMC. Oh. Yeah, those scorpions, I think, which are horrible. But the key is small snippets, no copyright violations. There we go. All right, she's the man for La Prada. I'm Dave Hooker. I learned something over the weekend. I told can you we, I had a surprise for you. Yes, but can can we say the names on air? I I don't know, but that might have that might have done it. It's so good. I mean, who spent all that time doing that? And it is copyright free, so uh, that is a very good thing. So Chris Landry said to join us here. Mm-hmm momentarily as uh, let me look and see if we, we got chris now oh we do chris so i'm curious let's go ahead and get into this chris landry chris when when you're ready to jam after football season's over and you put in like uh 40 80 hour or 30 80 hour work weeks with preseason camp and all that stuff what goes in your eight track player <laughs> I don't have one, and I gotta confess, I'm musically illiterate. Um, you know, I'm not that I don't like it. I just don't really take time to listen to it. I'll give you a quick story of how illiterate I am, and this is one of the more embarrassing moments of my lifetime. So I'm coaching Wait, for. Now, let, let me interrupt for a second because you have told me this story. But I want you to tell it again because it is an awesome, awesome story. So go ahead. So I'm coaching for Bill Belichick in Cleveland, and it's a um, it's a it's a mini camp in May, and Bill Belichick, for people who don't know, is is a big music fan and is close with a lot of the you know he's just into all that stuff. So um, he comes to me after practice. He says, "Hey," he says. Uh, would you mind visiting with my – I got to run upstairs real quick. Um, would you mind entertaining just for a few minutes my 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 friend and his girlfriend? I said, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I go and I talk with them, and, you know, I'm visiting with them, and uh, smoking hot girlfriend, you know, so that should have been a tip-off. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so I'm just talking to them, and what do you got? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a musician. He played – oh, great. Where, where do you – where do you – you know, I mean, I'm just trying to make small talk, you know, so where, where you guys play mostly, whatever. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know what to, how to have a conversation. Well, anyway, long story short, Bill comes back and, and, um, you you're know, never, you're ne- Amanda, you're never going to believe who this is. Go, go ahead. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to believe was, it. I think. It was uh, John Bon Jovi. And uh, <laughs> I had, I had no clue who he was. 
Wait, uh, why did he have a girlfriend? Well, this was back years ago. I yeah. don't think he was married then. Uh, that was, he that had was to her. be. That was well, her. high school sweetheart. Well, yeah, that was her. What's maybe her that was her. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Well, maybe. I don't think they were married. I, I thought he said girlfriend. Look, it, Amanda, he might have had his high school sweetheart at home, and this was somebody else. I don't know who she was. I don't follow him. We're not going to go there. But I'm just saying that uh, the the moral of the story is I didn't know who that was. Now, in defense of me, um, <laughs> so like when when did he become really popular? Just give me a Amanda. You're kind of young. So, Dave, when did he become like? When did like everybody knew who John Bo, John Bon Jovi was? But what? Give me an, a, a year. Yeah, oh, like I, I want to okay, say so. eighty. I want to say eighty. Okay, well then, then, then I have no defense. We we need to move on because I'm really embarrassed. No. So I didn't I didn't know who he was. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I give you another one, and this is John Goodman stopped by Tiger Stadium <laughs> after hours one time, and uh, I say, "How you doing?" And hey, I'm John. Hey, John, how you doing? What kind of everybody's gone? You know, I've, I've got some film on. Can I can I help you? Well, I was just gonna take a look at the stadium and. Sure, I can take it quickly. <laughs> it was he was in shooting that show. Everybody's all American. Yes, you may have seen that. It was a you know. So well, he was. I didn't even recognize. Him. So yeah, that's my ignorance. So the the joke around uh, at least the, the Cleveland offices were, um, we sometimes it'd be some reference of some sort, and um, you know like a. Elvis Presley or something, and Belichick would look over to me and say, yeah, he was from Memphis. He was a rock star back in the day. And I'm like, well, I knew who Elvis Presley was. Give me a minute. But uh, we, we had a concert one time after a preseason game in Cleveland, the old Cleveland Stadium. And, you know, and and uh, uh, who, I'm trying to think who was it. Was it the Temptations? Is that the Temptations? Okay, so somebody – I think they were playing like two or three bands – and, you know, it was – we had, like, a box, and Belichick was there, and Saban was there. They were rocking out. I just went in, you know, like 15 minutes, sipped on a beer. I don't like – I don't really like alcohol. So I just pretend to sip on a beer, and it just left that for 15 minutes. I just – I've just never been really into – so that's – I waste a lot of your airtime embarrassing myself. But, uh, no, that's yeah. good. That, that, that's good stuff. Um, uh, no, we're not even halfway there talking about John Bon Jovi. Oh, we're living on a prayer. Zul Beer Company. Amanda, don't shake your head at me. That was a good one. Zul Beer, Zul Beer Company. Great panoramic views of downtown. Easy parking at Zul Beer and the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. And Zul Beer is worldwide award-winning beer. Amanda wants to say something, so go ahead. What was that? <laughs> You missed We're Wanted, Dead or Alive. You went yes. to We're Living on a Prayer first. All right. So that's true. I, I dropped that one. All right. So, Chris, I want to get to your thoughts on Florida. I want to get to your thoughts on the Acker game to some extent because that team was just horrible. But I do want to start off with I saw a, a player taking away the quarterback keep. And it was very low. I don't know if you've seen the play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. Okay. Um, Is that kosher? Well, you know, it looked bad. You know, I I wasn't, 
Yeah, I, I didn't really like it, but one of the things that was, and, and I think it was clearly, and the reason why I didn't like it, because it was clearly a result of the chippiness that had gone on in the game. But just in an overall defense, these guys have got a, a, a target about the size of, you know, the, the belly button to the, to the belt buckle. I mean, they, they can't hit them high. They can't hit them low. Um, but I thought that was a clear chippiness approach. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't particularly like that now. So I want to turn it to a Florida. Maybe we'll get some SEC questions in as well, but let's just put a bow on the Akron game because it is Akron. We don't need that to bleed over to Tuesday or Wednesday. What stood out about that game to you? Mission accomplished, no serious injuries, we don't think. Uh, what's your takeaway? I thought they did the, They did what they needed to do. I mean, I think they controlled the game throughout, which I thought they would. Um, you know, a little bit of a slow start some mistakes here there you always got to clean up you're always looking for that as a coach but it was a very clean game for the most part um played a lot of people um uh look when you you always people always ask you well, how do you look at a game like that well yeah you play a weak opponent and you dominate a weak opponent and you know i hate these type of games personally but we have them and if you have them what are you supposed to do? You know, give up 28 points to a weak opponent? I mean, when you dominate them, you're doing what you're supposed to do. So I would say they're doing what they're supposed to do, play with a lot of confidence. Um, you know, no injuries, although there's a little bit of a scare with Cedric Tillman. So, look, they're in pretty good shape. And, yeah, on to Florida. I think that's going to be an interesting, um, uh, interesting week of preparation. And, I got some real thoughts on um, a lot of thoughts this week on, on uh, Tennessee, Florida. All right. Well, what, so give us some thoughts on Tennessee, Florida. <laughs> give us, give us like your top three uh, well, observations, what you think is going to happen. Well, I think this Florida team, and I, and I think we saw some of it, even in the win against Utah, they are very deficient in terms of the passing game. So they have to run it to set up their passing game. And, and I think we saw it against Kentucky. We saw it again against South Florida. We saw it in large part against Utah. <clears throat> Pardon me. We, um, they were able to come away with a win. You know, I, I, I really look at a path for how Florida can win this game. I really don't see it. Um, it it's just it's going to have to be a couple of things. They're going to have to play lockdown on defense. There's no question that that's, that's a big part of it. Um, a couple of notes. Oh, uh, Ventrell Miller didn't play this past week. That was big. And if he plays, that's a difference for their defense. He's their mic backer, makes all their calls. But they're going to have to lock down on Tennessee, and they're going to have to control the football. And, and I think they can run the football on Tennessee. How much, I don't know, because I don't know that if Tennessee gets some early points – then Florida is taken out of their run game. I mean, they have to go to the pass game. They got to score points. So I, I just think this is a narrow window for Florida to win. I think Tennessee's better in a lot of ways. And I know historically, you know, what this game is meant, and it's usually Florida's way and most of the time. But this is a game that Tennessee's got not only every opportunity to win, but should win. They've got so many advantages, and 
Florida has so few and so narrow that I, I just think that um, this is, you know, maybe, maybe a bit of a rat poison, but I, I just I don't see this as necessarily a blowout, but I think this game could get out of hand if Tennessee gets some early points and causes Florida to chase. I think Florida's very limited. I think the future is going to be good there. I just don't think this team right now is able to win in multiple ways. With that said, if they're able to run the football and they force Tennessee to play numbers in the box, then you'll see Florida be able to throw it a little bit more effectively than they have been. But I I just really don't see that. Uh, Again, struggling against Utah and Kentucky is one thing. Struggling against South Florida is another. Florida's going to have to play their best game by far, and they're going to need some help from Tennessee with mistakes here. Uh, Chris, I thought of you um, when we talked about uh, some some plays over the middle that Tennessee wasn't making when they ran that slant. Um, it's going right to left. I'm trying to remember if it's in the third quarter, I believe. Um, they did run a slant. Do you think they feel comfortable with that, um, or is that just a show forward or something? Because I wonder if Hendon Hooker and his accuracy issues makes them a little wary to throw the ball over the middle. Just attacking the middle of the field. Where is Tennessee there? Well, first of all, you, you, you know, I think that they're trying to work on that. <clears throat> I think that's why they did it and, and played it um, a, a few times. Um, look, in order to do that, you got to move the safety. So you got to move one of the safeties down in the box. So you got to have some success running the football because, no, you don't want Hennon Hooker throwing a timing route there. Uh, it's not one of his better routes because timing's everything. So when you when you throw a slant, the ball has to be six inches in front of the receiver. It can't be in the numbers. It can't be you know right. It, it just because it it breaks the whole route. It makes it, the effectiveness is to be able to catch it in stride and make a big play. <clears throat> and, and I think that that's really not Hendon's strength. But but it's still an easy throw if you move the safety out of the middle of the field. Um, if if he's you know in that hook zone or it's, a, it, it's where you get a, a good linebacker drop, then you don't want him to throwing it. So I think the reason why they're not doing it any more than they have is because I don't think they're very comfortable with it. And I don't think they're very comfortable because that's a, that's a pick, you know, you know, a misread and a misthrow. That's a, that's a problem. I'm mean, seeing that in the NFL. We saw Jameis Winston struggle with that very thing yesterday um, in the NFL. So, I think that's a big part of it. It's going to be interesting to see how much they'll do that um, this week or how much they're going to need to do it. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, how they play it. But, yeah, that that's to me what I see is they tried to work on it a little bit to try to improve that timing and rhythm. Chris is a, <clears throat> excuse me. Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Owl's Nest Barbecue. They've got the sauces. They've got the rubs. Chris, you've tried them. Pretty darn oh. good, huh? Unbelievable. I have eaten, I've, I've seasoned that all spring and summer long, even even recently uh, with briskets, chicken, everything. I'm putting it on everything. It is awesome. I mean, it is the best I've ever tasted. I've, uh, I've, I've had to take on some some extra to wait to deal with what I've done with unbelievable stuff. Well, you also had a, you got a bum foot, so we'll, we'll be sure and uh, we'll forgive you for that. Please. Please hit that like, subscribe button, and share. Takeaways from the SEC, if we may, Chris. And AM was without a lot of uh, players, and they tried to give that ball game away. But to beat 
a ranked team after what happened the previous week. You have to, I'm not a Jimbo Fisher guy, but I, you have to give him a lot of credit and that team a lot of credit for responding. Yeah, and listen, I thought they would. I always say be wary of the team that everybody's kicking dirt on the week before. They're awful. They can't do anything. And what does everybody say? Oh, man, they look what happened last week. Look, they're going to lose their next five games. If, they're, if they've got any pride and they've got any level of talent and any ability to adjust, they, that's – that normally doesn't happen. Usually you see them respond. The other thing is this Miami team is not as good as people thought. And breaking them down on tape, I think the defense is okay, nothing special. And I think their offense, the quarterback has got a lot of natural physical skills, but he's not real precise. He's not real accurate at times. And I thought there was a whole lot of misplays by Miami in that game. The defense of A&M, played better than people probably understood against Appalachian State. But they held App State to 14 points. And, and, I mean, they were on the field for 80 snaps because their offense couldn't do anything. I knew I had a feeling it was going to go to Max Johnson because they needed to get the ball out quickly. They needed to work the screen game. I, I, uh, on my podcast uh, this past week, I talked about you've got to attack Miami's inability to tackle and, and cover the screens and I thought they did that pretty well. They still couldn't score a whole bunch of points. So I expected AM to win, particularly at home, and to respond. Now it's going to get real interesting because they got Arkansas. We'll take them one week at a time. They got an Arkansas team that didn't play well against Bobby Trino's Missouri State team, ironically, this past weekend. But that's a physical team. And quite frankly, they have hammered AM uh, recently. So that's going to be a real interesting matchup. And, and even a more important one because that's conference play. But I, I, I shouldn't say that. That Miami win was important. It, they needed that to stop the bleeding. So I, I'm a backtrack on what I said. It's maybe a conference game. They needed that Miami game in a huge way. Yep. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Uh, Chris's appearance brought to you in part by the Mattress Place. The Mattress Place is right there on Chapman Highway, just a couple of miles from downtown, no gimmicks, just 30 to 70% off each and every day. The mattress place is about integrity. Marine Corps veteran owned over 225 five-star reviews. They are simply awesome. So, uh, Amanda, go ahead and go ahead and jump in there. I know you got some questions, too, as we want to remind everybody to hit that like and subscribe button and please share. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Yeah, so, sorry, my, my cat is, uh, I just got back from vacation, so she's very uh, oh, loving goodness. at the moment. <laughs> so, um, looking at the SEC this past weekend, and I know we, we dived in a little bit on that, but who would you say from, you know, three games is the most impressive? And I think we can all agree it's probably Georgia. But outside of Georgia, who would you say is the most impressive or who do you think has some some issues going forward? I think everybody has issues behind, besides Georgia. Um, and, I mean, I think Alabama is still the team that's most likely to figure it out. Precious cat, by the way, we can see her now. Making it a live appearance on Off the Hook. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, that is sweet. Um, look, I, I, I mean – Alabama's still the clear number two. I, I think Tennessee's done a nice job. Kentucky's done a really good job. I think Kentucky Ole Miss next week is going to be real interesting. Uh, but I think it's still a lot of unknown as to other than Georgia. Um, look, I, 
I, I thought that South Carolina would get hammered. You guys heard me talk about it. Just, you know, the whole South Carolina hype is just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're not very good at all. Georgia's very good, and South Carolina is not good. And that, that look, I mean, Georgia could have made that whatever they wanted. I, I would say the most alarming thing, though, I mean, so go kind of branch off from that. I think the next few weeks are going to determine kind of Kentucky, Tennessee looks like the battle for the second best team in the East. And I don't know that they're, you know, in the West. I, I, I'm not going to overreact to Arkansas's performance last week, but I still think it's kind of a who's the second best team in the West. A&M's got issues. Great win by LSU. They're only going to get better. They outcoached Leach and his staff big time. I've got into that in, in my podcast. Just a tremendous job, and you see that. Uh, but I, I don't know who's that, that second best in, in the in the East or West is, is a, I think, a precipitous drop, even in the West where Alabama's having some issues. I think the biggest story to me was not that they lost, but the beatdown at the hands of Penn State that Auburn took. What a what a mess. It's the – we saw, you know, Scott Frost get run. We know that Herm Edwards got run yesterday at Arizona State. Um, it's inevitable. Brian Harson's gone. Um, I can't see uh, Jeff Collins surviving at Georgia Tech. I mean, it's happening every year, but we hadn't gotten out of September yet, and we're, we're close to getting, you know, about four of them just get knocked off. I mean, one every week, it seems like. Uh, but that was really alarming, and Auburn's got major problems offensively, major problems with the passing game. And their defense, you know, um, uh, Penn State had more success than I thought they would, but they just had no answer. They couldn't – they made too many mistakes – they could not capitalize in the red zone, and I just thought at the second half the dam broke. And, and you know, I don't think Penn State's a great team. I, I think they're good, but, I mean, they're not playoff caliber challenging good at all. That was more about Auburn as much as I want to give Penn State respect or, or credit, and they deserve it. That was more about what Auburn. Auburn just completely fell apart in that game. That was really eye-opening. Yeah, I think for people that say – why fire a coach like Scott Frost in September? I think you're seeing what's happening at Auburn and what will happen. And that's sometimes it's better to make a clean break. It might have been better to make a clean break when they had all those meetings about the internal investigation. And I saw, a, I wrote a lot about Auburn last year. So saw a lot of Tank Bigsby's body language on the sideline. It just seems like that's a disgruntled team that I don't know that can be fixed and I I think the the spread was or the over under was six and a half games this year whether they win six and a half or more six or seven and I didn't I still don't know that Brian Harson makes it to six well here's the thing about it see I don't think the team is given up at all I just think what's happening is they're deficient they're not that good and the concern I had with the fit with Brian is recruiting I think they still got some good players on defense. They don't match up. They don't look like an SEC team. They don't have the answers. Look at the quarterback situation, the passing game as a whole. They're just not that good. I mean, the name Auburn suggests that they're going to be good. They're just not. I mean, I think people look at it like, man, look how well they played against Alabama last year. That was really an unbelievable coaching job. And Alabama was really struggling, and they they – managed to get out of it and win the conference championship game but that i mean it 
I mean, Auburn had them dead in the water. I just don't think Auburn's very good, and the future's not good. The biggest problem at Auburn is the dysfunction of a very powerful, a couple of them, but the main one, Jimmy Rain, a powerful booster that, that basically said, okay, Alan Green, you want to hire your guy? Because he didn't want, he wanted Kevin Steele. He wanted, he didn't want uh, Brian Harson. Alan Green, the athletic director, did. I'll show you and I'll get the last lap. And those guys, so much power, so much ego, he's done everything in a negative, sinister way, a, a, a classless way to try to undermine Brian. And that's been really bad. And I think making a move from him would have likely ended up in a lawsuit. Brian will be fine with a, with a buyout. But I just don't think it was a really good fit. And I'm not saying that having Jimmy Reigns say so was the key, because I don't know that that was going to work either. But they've got to find somebody that knows how to deal with the backroom dealings because everybody has their stuff, okay? Alabama was that way for the longest time. And it was Mal Moore when he got Nick Saban. It was Mal Moore that kind of stood as the, the, the shield armor and said, Paul Bryan Jr., everybody, you're, 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 do, you stay away from the head coach. You got any problems, you come to me. And, and Nick Saban said, I'm not dealing with that. Now, Nick Saban had the gravitas to, to have that command to get the job, and then he won quickly enough to where no one's bothering him. But at Auburn, they've just got those cooks in the kitchen, and everybody has them. Nobody has them quite the way that Auburn has it. It is it is really unbelievable. It's hard to describe. It's the, the most difficult, incestuous, you know, you know, way that they do things that's a problem. So finding someone that can deal with that, that can deal with all of that and, and maybe shield the, the, the whole team from that. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough to see, you know, but, and that's why the job is not as good as it should be. Auburn and Auburn football, Auburn's history is really good, but dealing with this limits who you want to deal with. I mean, it, it, I mean, there's no question that certain people that would you would think would be interested. A Billy Napier, for example, said, I, I'm aware of what goes on at Auburn. I don't think that's a good fit for me. You know, and, and other people think the same thing. So we'll keep that in mind as they definitely will go coach shopping this offseason. Yeah, that's it's it's crazy I and that we're talking about Auburn because I kind of want to get into something. Auburn always, for some reason, every season gets up to play Alabama. It doesn't matter how bad they are, they you know what have you, they're always ready. Florida, in the same way, gets up to play Tennessee. So how do you see that, or do you see that, affecting this game going forward this weekend for the Vols? Well, I, look, I think both teams are going to be up for it. I mean, I think Florida's going to be up for it. I mean, you know, might look at a little bit of, well, South Florida looking ahead. I, you know, look, both are going to be up for it. I mean, it's Florida, Tennessee. Um yeah. Like, if you go back in the history of Florida, Tennessee, um, and I'm talking, let's just go 90s on, Florida was just better. I mean, when Florida and Tennessee were the two best programs in the conference, it was clearly Florida 1 and Tennessee 2. And that game in, in 
we play very early, decided the East. It decided basically who's going to win the SEC. And at that time, it decided who was still in the race for the BCS. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it meant. And just Florida was better. And, and Spurry was a, was a better coach than, 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 um, than Phillip. And he could really, I mean, Tennessee was physical. They, in, in Florida, with a lot of talent, can match them. Tennessee won a lot on talent at that time. And Florida was just better. And Florida, you know, Tennessee at that time played a lot of man coverage. Florida took advantage of it. Speaking of crossing routes and being able to manipulate, they did a tremendous job. And they won most of the time. So I think they were just better. I think they were up for it. A lot of it, too, Amanda, you, you know the history, and Dave does as well. Steve Spurrier was from East Tennessee. And he wasn't recruited, but well, they didn't throw the football to Tennessee. So he goes down to Florida because, you know, now he will use it as a chip. Well, they didn't recruit me. And, you know, anyway, would it? So he used that as a chip on his shoulder. I mean, Steve lived with the chip on his shoulder. I mean, he still does. I mean, he makes a turn on the back nine and he's got a chip on his shoulder about something. He's just that, he's just that way. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I think going forward, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'll say it again. I think Tennessee's in a good position to take advantage of Florida now, because I, I don't know if Tennessee is going to have the advantage roster wise over Florida in two years or three years, a year, maybe, but this year, Tennessee's definitely got a personnel advantage and I'm curious to see how they're able to handle that. It was 24 years ago today, not to take away from this day in sports history that Tennessee beat Florida at home in 1998 and the famous call by John Ward pandemonium reigns and it was such uh, an incredible call and I still remember that and I, re I remember um, you might remember Steve Johnson who was the defensive back who caught, <clears throat> caught the interception at the national championship game to really close the deal and Steve was a broadcasting major. And I remember going on the sidelines and thinking just how fortunate Tennessee was because Florida had a couple of fumbles inside the five-yard line yeah. about the score. And I got a big sweaty hug from Steve Johnson and people tearing up the field. And But still, you go back and if you stack those teams 1-85 to 85, and Tennessee fans are going to get mad at me, Tennessee was fortunate to win that game. Florida was the more talented team, the 185, 1 to 85. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just a fact. Yeah, well, Florida had Florida had really good defenses. They had a lot of talent. Tennessee had good defenses. They had a lot of talent. Um, Florida could run it. Florida could throw it. Tennessee couldn't throw it, and, and they didn't have much of a passing game. They weren't very well coached on that side of the ball most of the time. I thought Cutcliffe, when he was there, in his stance, they were better. They were more creative, and I thought they he got more out of the offense. But but they just weren't as good because Spurrier would attack, 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 and, and Philip was a little more conservative. Well, that you know, and Philip would always say, "Well, we won all a whole lot of games over here doing that," and he because <laughs> he had better talent. Philip won games in February signing day. Th there wasn't a lot of. Um, strategic ingenuity there so when the talent level was was relatively close they lost i mean you you can go back and tennessee would play a memphis played sometimes a band but they play some people 
they would, you know, it would take them a while to separate. It was their style. I'm not saying that they didn't want to win big. They just didn't explode on you. They had to wear you down, run the football. That's what they did. Well, against against Florida, Florida would get some points on you, and Tennessee would have to match points in most of those games, and they just couldn't do it. And they just couldn't do it. They weren't made that way. So they weren't made to win those type of games. You mentioned in this game, they were able to do it. They were able to play well enough. And in most of the games, it was Tennessee that made those mistakes because they were playing left-handed. You know, Florida, you know, made mistakes. And Tennessee took advantage of it. And and, and I think Florida did leave some points on the field. But they were they were obviously very happy. You always know when the game when you rush the field. I always say this, and it's a it's a good example, and it's a good lesson to learn. You don't want to be the type of program that rushes the field yeah. after you win a big game. You want to be the type of program that the opponent rushes the field after they beat you, because then it's a big deal. And I, I just think at that point, it just was a big deal for Tennessee to beat Florida. Because it was like a monkey off the back of Philip. It was a gorilla. He don't know gorilla off his back. Anyway, his legacy is completely different if they don't win that game. And not only do you not want your fans to run on the field necessarily, you don't want your fans to dig up chunks of turf, which Tennessee fans did. And I was like, this is Shield Watkins field. Let's not do this. But anyway, ChrisLandryFootball.com. You can check out Chalk Talk, brought to you by Craft Treats, The Mattress Place, and Owl's Nest Barbecue on our YouTube channel. And really pleased uh, to share the fact that we're going to team up with Chris, and Chris is going to have just an enormous amount of content on our YouTube channel. And I can't wait. And I've got some surprises for you, Chris, uh, a little bit later to, uh, to fancy things up that I think you'll like. So I, I will talk to you. Here in just a little bit, and we certainly appreciate the time. People need to go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about football than anybody you know. That's just the way it works. That's it. Thank you, Chris. Thanks a bunch. Appreciate uh, being on with you guys, and I'm going to uh, spend a little time with some music trivia. So I'll, I'll, I'm, uh... <laughs> <There you laughs> no, take care. Chris, I appreciate that. I think we can take you on that. Uh, back in two minutes, first remind you, City Heating and Air Conditioning, is the HVAC dealer that you should call. Why? Because it's about integrity. They're not going to show up with a, uh, say that it's a $30 service call and try to sell you a new unit. That's City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com, if you need to know more. And how about Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan? This is Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. 
This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left, and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to get to the hooker report. Let's take a look at his Heisman odds. Okay. Got him. Amanda has them pulled up. Mind you to hit that like and subscribe button. Share. We want to be a part of your day. We're here each and every morning, but the YouTube channel is loaded. I can't even tell you what goodness we got going on there this week. So let's go ahead and uh, shoot it at me if you can. The Heisman odds are hooker. Uh, report, not TJ Hooker, not Dave Hooker, but Hendon Hooker. What do we have with our Hooker report today? Heisman odds, sir. Ma'am. All right. According, according to Vegas Insider, about three hours ago, Hendon Hooker's odds to win the Heisman are plus 4,000. He is 11th on the list of Heisman hopefuls. 11th? That's a right shoot. Is that too low? Um, well, not right now because we're only three weeks in. He wasn't even really – I mean, he was on the list, but not really high on the list. You know, and we're only three weeks in. I mean, Tennessee's biggest wins against Pitt on the road. It's not looking super hot, but you have a, a lot of other people who are going to have to fall a lot farther in order for him to get up there. I'm not saying they won't fall farther, but some of this is – people who have 
played, you know, like Quinn Ewers is on there for some reason. And that's because he played Alabama well. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, Okay, I'm going to see if this works. It was supposed to be the rejoin, but it's something I put together. I'm just going to try it on the fly. Let's see. I think it it will. Offthehooksports.com, your home. No, it won't. Forget about it. All right. (laughs) Fine. God, blame it. I have it tomorrow. It's a really good element that somehow didn't shift over to the right computer. Nevertheless, let's go ahead and uh, get an update on today's tough question, Amanda, before we get to uh, Jacob Warren. What do we got on that? All right. Today's tough question. As a Tennessee fan, does the hype scare you? No, I love it. Um, and scared to death are tied for second place at 26.6%. Not really is coming in last at 7.8%. And the biggest, the winner at the moment, a little bit at 39.1%. I think that's the correct answer. All righty. How about our guy, Jacob Warren, joining us brought to you by Bassie Lawn and Garden. Man alive, it's worth the drive. He talks about Florida looking forward to the week. It's a big one for the Vols. Here is Jacob Warren, Tennessee tight end. Have blown long. out, right? Or, or they should be beating or whatever, but they, they still they fight and they play hard. And um, obviously, they're not just going to lay down. And I think that coming into this game, like I said, two ranked opponents, and and they're going to be just as fired up as we are. You know what I mean? So I, I think that team has has a lot of talent, and um, we'll put up a good fight. And I think it'll be a good game. Please hit that like and subscribe button. The Vol Report brought to you by Bassy Lawn and Garden with Jacob Warden, Warren. And also, if you can, hit share. We greatly appreciate that. So, um, Jacob, that Jalen Hyde guy can play football. Man, yeah, he can. He's fast, too. <laughs> Goodness gracious. No, he, he, man, just the way he moves is just crazy, dude, because I think I've talked about it, but, like, he just, he just floats when he runs, and, and he's so – I mean, he's put on a lot of weight, but he's still a light guy, and, and he's just he can just fly. So watching him catch those slants across the middle and just take off out of the backside like that, and just outrun everybody is is pretty crazy. Was there a moment because he talked about how hard it was for him last year because he wasn't playing as much, and he's mm-hmm. even pointed to himself as saying maybe I didn't have the best approach. I'm paraphrasing, and and now. He he said at the press conference last night, haven't done anything yet. You know, we haven't even gotten started. Yeah. So he's still hungry now, even though he's had six, some success. Was there anything that changed or when did you see the change in, in him past year? Yeah, I think over over this last spring ball, um, everybody really saw a big change from from Jalen, just the way he attacked the weight room putting on weight as far as like, you know, eating and, and making sure he's, he's gaining good weight. Um, and then even just kind of as a, as a leader, right. In that wide receiver room and, and showing guys how it's supposed to be done and, you know, taking that next step to just kind of in his, um, I guess his maturity, he's a mature guy and he has been, but just, I, I think when it comes to the game, just his, his um, attention to detail and just the way, like I said, that he approaches each day and he comes to work every day and, the coaches obviously realize that and the players realize that. And we all really appreciate that. You know, he was like, this, this team needs me to be a big guy for us. You know, obviously Bayless um, moving on last year and and he kind of played that spot and, and Jalen repped in too, but just Jalen understanding that, you know, that's his spot to ha- to take. Right. And he, and it's time for him to step up and go um, 
go get it and be the best he can. So glad he's able to do that, do that for us and for himself. Um, as, as far as his improvement, um, the, the, the offense looks as if it's got all the pieces in place. A couple of slow starts, and Pitt's very understandable because that was a way different look, but a little bit of a slow start against Akron. Is that an issue, you think, or is that just maybe coincidence that there were two slow starts? Just coincidence, I think. Um, you, you, um, I don't know, even even in Akron, you know, you're sitting there with 14 points in the first quarter, and you're just kind of like, man, like 14-0. You know, that's completely normal for, for most games, right? Like that's you, – you shouldn't be complaining about being up two scores after you've had three drives, right? Like that's not <laughs> – that's pretty. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird to think about the fact that we're all really upset about we also scoring fourteen points. But that's how that's our identity. We want to come out and we want to to score quickly and and put a lot of points on the board. And so, um, I think yeah, you kind of stall out on that first drive and then and then don't get points there. Um, I think it's just important just to come back the next drive. And I'm I don't know exactly the flow of the game, but I'm pretty sure we end up going and scoring a couple times after that. So. Um, just kind of calming those nerves and, and and making it like, okay, what we're doing, we're not going to like have the slow start again. We're going to try to come out and, and, and do what we do. Um, so, no, I don't think there's any panic or anything. I don't know if that's what you're asking, but I don't think there's any panic or any worry about about that. I think it's just a matter of, of coincidence and what happened and, and the the progression of that of that first drive that kind of maybe seemed, seemed slow or, or um, like we weren't ready to come and play. Well, it's funny you mentioned you guys have raised the bar so high. So I do a report card and don't look at it ever because I may make you mad sometime and you might not want to work with me and I don't want that to happen. So, yeah, I won't. <laughs> so I, I was I, I was writing that up and I was going to give the quarterbacks a B plus because I thought there were a couple of missed passes by Hendon Hooker. But then I always look at the stats before I actually publish it. And I see, I see 14 of 18 for 298 yards. I was like, how can I not give that guy an A? I mean, that you, yeah, you guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys have raised the bar so high yeah. that at times I think people on the outside, including me, kind of nitpick a little bit. And my apologies if I do that. It's all right. Like you said, everybody does it, and and you can't really. Um, we talk about not listening to the outside noise, right? And understanding that there's going to be people that that say this or that say that you know um and like for you it's not coming out of any like you know bad place right like you still care for the team you still um, will support um, will support us and i think that that's great but you can't you can't get too caught up in in what all the rankings and all of the the grading and the report cards and stuff like that so i won't even read it so don't worry about it good good i won't send it to you uh, <laughs> It's no good anyway. You you guys have a, <laughs> a lot more insight than I do. Have blown, blown out. Nope. So double Jacob there for a second, Amanda. As yeah, I was putting together that report card. And please hit that like and subscribe button, share as well. We greatly appreciate it. And I was just sitting at like a B or a B plus. And I looked at this test, I'm like you're fourteen of eighteen for two hundred ninety-eight yards and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, I just. I do think we nitpick. Now, do I think Hendon Hooker's the most accurate quarterback in the world? No. But he's 14 of 18 for 298 yards. I mean, I can't not give that an A, right? No, you have to. And it's, you know, it's getting – I guess Tennessee should be happy that they're on this side of it 
to where people have to nitpick to find something wrong or to give them a lower grade. Because for a long time, you didn't really have to nitpick to figure out why it wasn't a good performance. You didn't really have to. It was pretty glaringly obvious what was going on and how, how bad, you know, players were playing. But now it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good place to be if you're a Tennessee fan, that people have to nitpick to find problems in your program. Yeah. Um, we do remind you that we have the hooker shirts uh, for off the hook sports and they're on the Florida discount right now. So this week you can get them at a really incredible price and uh, they're really comfortable hooker right across the front. We've got our logo on the back and would certainly love for you to sport that out and about. So I think out the door, they're like 1999. So um, I believe that even includes shipping. So you might want to go ahead and check that out. We had a reduction in price because we want you to be able to uh, celebrate this season. So I did mention this day in sports history and this day in sports history, it was 24 years ago today that Tennessee beat Florida in 1998, went on to win a national title. Will they do so again? Uh, well, they're not going to win a national title this year, but they might beat Florida and probably should. She's uh, Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.